0: FYI, this podcast contains spoilers.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. Live from the news desk at Battleworld Central, I'm Jason Venable.
0: And I'm Denise Finnable.
1: And we're here to bring you a Secret Wars update. Update,
0: update, update,
1: breaking news. We're going to give you everything you need to know about Secret Wars that is SNCC-related.
0: It's SNCC-tastic.
1: Maybe. Some of it is.
0: <laughs> some of it, not so <laughs> some much. <laughs> some
1: of it might be a little craptastic. But I don't want to spoil that. Spoiler. And of course, as... We've been doing during Secret Wars. We will go out to some of our Secret Wars correspondents. May Doom and keep them safe out in the uh, extremities of Battle World. Out Did there. we ever
0: find our other correspondent? Well, n-
1: not yet. We'll see.
0: Oh no. <laughs> but
1: anyway, we'll get updates from them as well on the various corners of, of Battle World and the goings on there. But first, we're going to talk about Old Man Logan.
0: Old oh, man. Eh,
1: yeah, what'd you say?
0: Huh?
1: <laughs> T- <laughs> no, one <it> doesn't finish. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so first up, we have Old Man Logan, number three.
0: Number trois.
1: This is written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Andrea Sorrentino colors by Marcello Maiolo and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Sorrentino and Maiolo do the cover and the cover again looks like a badass western movie poster.
0: It's awesome.
1: It's a great cover. uh, We still have our awesome western movie looking font and a nice desert sky and then we have Old Man Logan in trench coat and cowboy hat and shadow. Claws out Standing on top of a body of, is that Ultron robots or maybe Iron Men? Yeah. I think it's Iron Men. I think it's Iron Men. Yeah.
0: Iron Men? Iron. The way you say iron.
1: Iron. (laughs) We had this conversation the other night with some friends. Yeah. Apparently, I over-enunciate iron. Yeah. Because he doesn't say iron. Here in the South, you're supposed to say iron. I-R apostrophe N.
0: But you don't even say that.
1: No, I don't say that. That. I'm no, not
0: a, you say urn
1: I say iron.
0: It's not iron.
1: I run to the cafe to get some coffee.
0: That's not iron.
1: It's iron man.
0: Why are you putting vowels in there that don't exist?
1: What vowel am I putting in that doesn't exist? How do you spell iron?
0: But the O isn't long.
1: I'm not saying iron.
0: <laughs> That's not how you say Iron.
1: Anyway, you're putting man.
0: something extra in there.
1: No, I'm not. I'm yes, just you are. no, I'm just saying it weird. If you're gonna make fun of it, at least make fun of it in the right way. <laughs> That's so, how I make fun of it. Remember, last we left, we had an awesome last page of Old Man Logan crumpled before apocalypse in the acid rain of uh, whatever, whatever that place is. They live in Battle World. That apocalypse rules, and that's where we pick up, and we get an awesome like kind of.
0: Wait, before you start, I have beef with this cover. Yeah, beef and, with the cover and the inside.
1: Okay, what's your beef? I love the cover.
0: I, it's the typography. I want to know what idiot decided that old and man would line up, but Logan wouldn't. Why is Logan centered under man?
1: I don't know. So it fit better, I guess.
0: No, it's awful. I'm sorry. It's bugging me.
1: I'm sorry. And
0: I thought they did it on the cover just so the L could go behind Logan, so I kind of gave it a pass. But you turn in and look at the inside of the cover page, and they did the it o again. The O and the
1: M aren't. No, it's not.
0: O? The O is It's o not justified.
1: M. No, it's not. The O okay. is to the left. It's of
0: optically the... justified, and then Logan is optically centered under the word man. Okay.
1: Well, it doesn't bother me.
0: It bothers me. Bad typography. Noted.
1: All right. So we start off with like a widescreen panel of Logan's hand in the dirty puddle rain and Apocalypse's boots coming to stop him. Dun, dun, dun. That's a pretty sweet little credit page.
0: Yeah, except for the typography.
1: Okay. And then we have a double page spread, a big X. And inside the X is Apocalypse's head with his nice Apocalypse lips. That everyone is complaining that isn't on the new costume for the new movie. At least not
0: yet. It, how do they know?
1: Well, there, there was a picture released. It was on the cover of one of the magazines. One of the goily mags. Not really. Just an entertainment magazine. Uh-oh. I just felt like saying goily mags. Oh, my goodness. Um. Yeah, so Apocalypse with a nice little glint in his eye. <laughs> He's got a little crush on the old man Logan. It is confused why Wolverine's so old. Says, this is not right. You are not right. And then in, the, in between the X's, I guess in the corners, we have little panels. We have the X-Men. Then we have Logan in the rain. Then we have Logan getting kicked in the ribs by Apocalypse. And then we have a voice-off panel. Cease Baron Apocalypse And a lightning bolt. And it's one of our Thors, the same Thor we had earlier and a couple issues ago. That is uh, hunting down old man Logan, trying to get him back where he belongs. Thou shalt not pass, she says with her hammer and her lightning bolts. Ooh. Yes. So she says, hey, I'm going to round this guy up. Uh, He's uh, violating all our border treaties. I'm going to take him in to wherever the Thors take people. I don't think Doom messes with them, so I don't think it's to Doom, but I think it's to death. (laughs) Actually, we'll find out later where at least some of the Thors take people.
2: Um,
0: This panel is pretty cool, uh, but I strongly suggest if you're reading this on the iPad, don't read it in guided view.
1: Yeah, again, that seems to kind of be a theme with this book. Is It works better seeing these pages as they're intended to be seen I, and not panel by panel.
0: I read it in guided view because the iPad's so tiny and I didn't put my glasses on. Don't nail right. at me. And I was so confused without having the art to sort of guide me as to what was going on. Right. That well, after you have, I read it, I had to go back and just skim the art as a whole.
1: Right. Well, because you have panels... And speech bubbles that break the panels, but they don't break them in order. So, like, if you're reading the panels in order, you have, like, speech that's in the first panel and then bleeds over to the third panel, when right. the second panel is down below. And so the speech doesn't follow the panels. Yeah. So I would see how that would be very hard for them to manipulate in the uh, guided, read, guided reading system.
0: Well, and you miss things. Like where we have the little panel... Um, up here in the corner right uh, where it's yellow and red, you get that as a guided view and then it immediately jumps to where the Thor is talking. so you miss like this whole other panel that's to the left of it. so you have no idea you're just like what? I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see where that would be a pain in the butt. yeah, so the Thor is like put him down of course apocalypse drops him and then then kind of have a standoff this Thor and apocalypse. Because Apocalypse is like, all right, who's this guy? Who's this old Wolverine? Where'd he come from? And the Thor's like, I'm handling it. And Apocalypse is like, no. And she's like, hey, it's up to doom. he's like, yeah, but you're in my land. And then they kind of threaten each other a little bit. And then some people I don't know. Oh, so while they're arguing, old man Logan runs away.
0: On his bare feet.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. And then Thor's like, where'd he go? Which way did he go, George? She actually says, which way did he go? Which I cannot read and not think of waiting tunes. <laughs> uh, the bystanders are like, I don't know. She asks the X-Men. And Emma says, he's an X-Man, one of us. What do you want? And we again see Logan's bare feet running through the rain. And then Thor is like, insubordinate. And she, uh... Fries some of the X Men. Maybe to death, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so because we hear Emma later. We have a pretty awesome lightning panel. Uh, looks like it's out of the Highlander movie.
0: Yeah. Kaboom!
1: Crack a boom! And then uh, Apocalypse calls in some of his uh, soldiers that are called Infinites. They look like a cross between Iron Man and Sentinels.
0: They do, which is weird.
1: With even a little Doom coloring. Yeah. So But um yeah, Wolverine's still running away and he meets uh this land's version of Boom Boom. Who is Boom Boom? Uh, I know you she, told me. Yeah. So we actually, uh just recently in one of the in the Secret Wars two part one flashback episode, we had her debut. That's where she made her uh debut in that sorry series. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so now she's coming back in Secret Wars again, but she was Part of X-Factor, or or in the X-Factor book, and then she was part of the New Mutants that led into the original X-Force. Okay. And so she's an old, mid-80s, young mutant. She's very, at least starting off, she was like Super Valley girl, super annoying. I never really liked her very much. But she can make, like, little bombs that, like, don't go off right away. Like little time bombs, she called them. Actually, I think that may have been her original codename or the one she wanted but uh, she went, ended up going by boom, boom. Yeah. So Logan's like, how did this get like this? And she's like, it's always been like this.
0: You're in my world, sucker. Yeah. But she's also fascinated by the fact that he heals.
1: Right. Which, so either she doesn't know this land's Wolverine, or maybe by this point he...
0: He doesn't exist?
1: No. I know he does, because we saw him on the last page. No, no, but we saw him in the Age of Apocalypse book, the last page.
0: Oh, that's right. So,
1: um, But I don't know. I don't remember what the status. I think he has full healing factor, but maybe it's diminished. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But anyway, they see the Thor making a, a sky search. And so he tells Boom Boom to shut up and then stay out of trouble. And he runs off some more. So he's still running. And then Emma talks in his head. She's like, hey, come back. Stay with us. Be safe. And he's like, no, I have to know. And so he's going to crawl over another wall. And she's like, but, but, but. He's like, no buts. And he does it. And then um, the Thor sees him trying to get over the wall. And then we get an awesome Snicked. It is pretty sweet. A Snicked in the Red Rain. Uh, The panels all in red and black with the figures in white silhouette.
0: This should be a nominee.
1: Oh, it is. In fact, we're going to get two in this issue. This is the first one for a snick of the Year nomination. It's just awesome. But the Thor tackles wolverine or no or does he tackle her
0: he tackles her
1: yes so he jumps off of a roof and tackles a thor out of the sky and takes a big chuck out of her that's Um, gotta hurt yeah and she fries him she says you will not touch me i'm a thor and she throws him down then another awesome panel of lightning with a ka and so he gets struck with lightning in mid-air and well drops like Uh, A dead man with adamantium bones would. (laughs) Really, really far. Yeah, and fast. And then Apocalypse seems to maybe attack the Thor. We get some explosions from the land of Apocalypse. And the Thor's like, damn it. (laughs) But Logan continues to fall, and we see some, like, lasers underneath him, or so it seems. We'll find out what those are in a minute. But he's falling, he's falling, he falls through a, a roof, and we see the word Stark. And then everything fades to black.
0: Oh, yeah. See, you don't pick that up when you're looking at guided view.
1: Really? It doesn't give you the whole panel?
0: It gives you like three panels, but it's so... Oh, right there. I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at...
1: Oh, yeah. And there is also a partial stark on the panel above that. I didn't catch that.
0: I didn't... Well, that's why I didn't catch it there. But I thought you were talking about here because it just looks like the the zoomy lines.
1: Right. The Tron. The Tron light light cycles. Yes. Yeah, so then we get voices why Logan's waking up. He should be mm-hmm. dead. And we have Baron Stark, so we know that he's in Iron Man <laughs> land. Iron from the Armor Wars book. That I'm actually not reading. But uh these are characters from it. So we have Iron Man and Iron Thor.
0: It sounds like you have an eye in there. That's what it is.
1: There is an I. The word starts with an I.
0: Yeah, but it sounds like you're saying I R I N. I It's iron.
1: Iron. No, that would be I N E R N. No, I- The way you R-N-E-R-N. pronounce it sounds iron. like you're saying Rin. Iron. You want me to say you want me to do it phonetically? No, I just I wanna, Ron. I just want to point solemnly out. Solemnly swear <laughs> that I will never that go I am by up to Ronald. No good. Always up
0: to no good. I just want to make fun of you. I know you say iron. You
1: so uh, they, they're trying to figure out what to do with this guy. Uh, they're fascinated by him. He heals, he has adamantium in his bones.
0: Stark even offers to that. Yeah, buy Tony him Stark's like,
1: I got lots of money. How much would it take? Name your price. I want it. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> My precious. And of course, Iron Thor's like, Doom would want to see this. And Stark says, What's your story, old timer? And Wolverine tries to get up, and they're like, Be careful. Where'd you come from? And he's like, Where am I? That's where we find out what the light cycles really are. There are a bunch of Iron Mans flying around in Technopolis.
0: Technopolis. Yeah, that, so
1: that's it's Baron Stark. All run Stark, by Siri. Starkland. Yes, yes, all run by Siri.
0: Siri is president.
1: Yeah. So Baron Stark is like, I take it you're not from around here.
0: What gave you that idea?
1: And Iron Thor says, you know he came over the wall. And Stark's like, let him tell me. And, of course, Wolverine recognizes Tony Stark. It's not his Tony Stark. Right. That died in his land, but he recognizes him. And then Tony says something about Lord Doom, and Wolverine's like, Lord Doom? So, apparently, that, I guess, answers one question. So, whatever land that Old Man Logan was from, the kind of the wasteland... I guess was left alone or at least whoever the Baron was, if there's a Baron, just kind of didn't tell us people because Wolverine seems to be, or I'm sorry, old man Logan seems to be completely oblivious to the situation of battle world, the dooms in charge that there's other worlds. He just seems completely like, what?
0: well, and it may be that you know. that would
1: make sense. Like I, I questioned kind of the Thor hammer, Right, Uh, the Thor Falls or whatever, and you know when he climbed over the wall, like he had no idea what to find. So, so however it works, however they got away with that land not being under Doom's control or under a Baron.
0: Yeah, but didn't he, when he was going to the wall, didn't he go through an abandoned town that had like little plush Thors and Captain Americas? Well, yeah, but
1: that was that would have been from his land anyway. Okay. Remember all the Avengers died in his land. Okay. In his storyline, from the old, original Old Man and Logan storyline. I will say, of all the X related secret wars that come from these different storylines, this seems to be the one that most, like, just says, yes, the original storyline you read happened exactly how you read it, and this comes after it. We just kind of plugged it into Battle World. Whereas, like, Years of Future Past, like, stuff is very... Like, it's the same premise, but it's not the same story. Right. An Extinction Agenda, uh, same way. E for Extinction might be kind of like this. It might be, like, after Grant Morrison's whole run. But this one, for sure, just seems to say, you know what? This isn't a world like Old Man Logan's world. Like, this is is exactly what that was. Right. And so that's kind of unique in that way, at least of the X books so far. And of course Iron Thor is like, Why are you questioning Lord Doom? Do you take issue with Lord Doom? And I love the sequence of panels. So we see old man Logan kinda of like, huh? And then we like follow his eye line. Right. And he looks down at the big hammer, and he looks up at I- the Iron Thor, and he's like, Nope. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. And so we find out that this Iron Thor is James Rhodes. I mean sorry, James Rhodes. So, because Iron Man, or Stark calls him Rhodey. He's like, no fighting in my office. We're going to check this guy out. And he's like, nope, I'm leaving. And they're like, you can't leave. He said, you left your domain without permission. And then we get a red panel, and you can tell Logan's getting mad. Right. Without permission.
0: Who said I needed, what is it, a a slip when you're in high school?
1: Oh, right, right. It's hall pass. A hall pass. Left his hall pass at home. So, we have a silent panel. (laughs) love this so smart ass stark sounding very much like his movie uh version i can see like robert downey jr saying this
0: oh yeah yeah like
1: uh what's happening here and we see logan staring some more and uh iron thor's like i think it's a standoff and then Wolverine's like no no it ain't i'm i'm tired can i lay down <laughs> <laughs> like he just doesn't want to pick I, I think he's choosing his battles, but he's like, I, right. just, I don't want to do this right now. I'm not going to do this right now. And he goes, I want to meet Doom. Let's let's see what this is all about. And Iron Throne's like, that's not going to
0: happen. Yeah. Doom's
1: God. He doesn't have time for a little speck like you. And he goes, see, the problem is you broke the law. You left your domain, and that is forbidden. And Wolver- Old Man Logan's like, there's that word again. And then he, uh, Iron Thor's like, well, what would you say to him if you met him? And, Wolver- and this, we get a classic Wolverine. He says, what would I say? I would say I've lived most of my life haunted by the things I've done, haunted by the things the world forced me to do. But today, today I've seen things. I've seen things and people and places that, that what? My name's James Howitt. Some people call me Logan. Some people call me Wolverine. You remember me? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he asks a very interesting question because he knows kind of how Tony Stark's armor works. Right. Like it's doing probably doing bio scans and stuff like right. that. And he's like, well, what about your armor? Does it remember me?
0: Nope.
1: And he goes, what about the X-Men? And then I'm like, what are the right. X-Men? <laughs> and then Iron Thor, of course, he's, you know, the police of all battle world. He goes, oh, it's something from the mutant territories. Don't worry about it. And then Tony basically just accuses old man Logan of being an old man, of yeah, being you're senile. Old.
0: <laughs> the mind starts to betray you. Right. It's called cognitive decline.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that term. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then he suggests that he be, becomes Stark's lab rat. because you know, we'll run some experiments on you, see why you heal, maybe get a little pinch of the adamantium. And great Wolverine line. Yeah, well, I didn't come this far. And Iron Thor knows something's about to happen. Then we get another nomination for Snick of the Year. And what has been kind of a constant in this series, you know, our first nomination of the year was our panel of versus panel of a snick versus a guy uh, racking a shotgun. Right. A 12-gauge. And in this one, we have a Snicked in a red panel opposite of a... Fzzz. Of Bad, the Iron Thor panel, like, lighting up from blue electricity. And those panels together go awesome together. And it's almost like this whole idea in this series that Sorrentino and Bendis are doing of, like, the snick versus all these things he has to verse. And whether it be a gun or a Thor hammer or what whatever we'll see in the rest of the series. And I just, I loved it.
0: No, it's awesome. And then the next... Page is sweet, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all in a red and orange with the figures in white. And uh, it's Iron Thor frying. <laughs> Poor old man Logan keeps getting fried by Thor hammers. But he falls out of the building and uh, he kind of blacks out again. Stark asks Rhodes, Rody where are you taking him? He defied God's will. You know where I am taking him. And then old man Logan wakes up in the Deadlands. We have a bunch of zombie venoms and a zombie Dr. Apocalypse. Now we know from other Secret Wars books that the Deadlands are on the outside of Battleworld and everyone that breaks Doom's law is thrown out there to be eaten by zombies.
0: Okay, why, why are there so many venoms?
1: I don't know why there are so many venoms. Unless all the venoms misbehaved and all got thrown in there from the different worlds. I'm assuming I never read the Marvel Zombie series, but I'm assuming it's just like regular zombie stuff. Like Walking Dead. Once you get bit, you turn into one yourself. I'm assuming, yeah. So they call him the Mutant Anomaly, and he's already gone. It is Doom's will, and so yeah, some more of Logan, kind of just running around in different parts of Battle World. I'm really digging this series. Uh, What do you think of this issue?
0: I liked it. There was a lot of. Like I said, it was really hard to follow it in guided view. So, when I was done with it, I was a little confused on certain parts. Okay. So, then I had to go back to, like, full view and kind of scan it again to to get a better grasp. Right. For the most part, I liked it. I thought it was a little wordy. I
1: didn't really. I didn't really. I don't know. I I didn't feel like it slowed down any to me. Like I didn't get stuck in the words, like. Some of the other issues we'll think, talk about,
0: yeah, I think when we hit stark it it sped up, but before that, I just kind of felt like the whole
1: all right, so the conversation with boom boom could have done without some of that, yeah,
0: I quite honestly, I didn't think it was even necessary unless there's an issue no. coming up that she, it's did she required. come back,
1: yeah, she like Schrodinger's, and what's that word, Chekhov's So unless it's like Chekhov's mutant, right. That, you know, she won't come back. Now, I will I will point out, I forgot to mention, when Emma's in his head, when he's running away, yes. he says, by the way, there's a mutant. She's going to go by the name Boom Boom. Find her, take care of her. She's, I just left her. She's over well, here. What's
0: interesting is, is he calls her Boom Boom, and she's like, yeah, that's not my name.
1: He's like, but it he, will be. Yeah. Oh, Yoda style. Well, you will be. He
0: tells Emma Frost, she goes by the name Boom Boom. No, he
1: says she will go by the name oh. Boom.
0: Oh, yeah, I just thought that was a little... Weird. But yeah, I like I said, well, I think when it hit the when Logan hit Stark, I was okay with the amount of dialogue. But right. up until then I kinda thought, oh, this is just redundant. This is stupid. After a while there's only so much of a Thor running around going, You violated the treaty over and over and over again.
1: <laughs> I I like that and let me let me say why. Because I think we're establishing Because we know, now, spoilers in case you haven't heard us talk about it, Old Man Logan is going to survive Secret Wars. He and X-23 will be the Wolverines in the post-Secret Wars universe. Right. So it's important, not that all the characters in all the books are versions of themselves, but I think it's doubly important, knowing that this is going to be our main Logan going forward, to establish him as being Logan. Like it's not he's a form of Logan. He's not like Logan. No, this this is the Logan that you know and love. Maybe not as young as you remember him, but this this is Logan. He's exactly like the real deal. It's gonna be him now. And so I think part of that conflict maybe it was a little bit repetitive, but it it shows us that this is the Logan we know and love like he gets all bristly at it like you can see the hair like stand up on the even though he doesn't have like his little fin hair anymore but you can see like the old gray hair stand up on the back of his neck right and he keeps taking offense at that word like permission forbidden who the hell are you I, i'm logan i can go where i damn well please you know <laughs> like, and that's kind of the rough and tumble breaking the rules doing what i want wolverine we all know and love and so i really appreciated that and Maybe you felt like it was repetitive. I felt like I get hammered at home, and made me appreciate the character the, of the familiarity of the attitude.
0: Yeah, but I I feel like we already know his attitude. I mean, we're in the third issue. Well, yeah, I and agree, up but. to this point, he's very much a Logan. Like right. oh, I'm gonna climb this wall. He'll <laughs> be damned, you know. So I don't know. I I just kind of thought it was a little redundant and repetitive and okay. i get the whole idea if somebody didn't read the other two we're trying to reestablish. but don't get me wrong it's still going to get great marks
1: right all right well so what do you think of the idea that this one because this book is unique in another way not completely unique but maybe a little bit in well i don't know but in his uh in his age of apocalypse review chandler talked about kind of important singled out this issue as one of the issues one of the tie ins that really kind of traverses the whole of Battleworld that really kind of bleeds into the whole series and not just a little like carve out niche. Okay. Like, like our other X books so far, pretty independent Right. from the story. Like, they're related to Secret Wars, but just kind of loosely. and You don't really have, to. I mean, so far there's been nothing that Secret Wars has to happen any certain way to affect that story. Whether this story is very much tied into the ins and outs. Of Secret Wars. So how do you like that? Like the idea of him going from land to land. And almost like he's trying to figure out through the reader, like, what is Secret Wars all about? What's going on? How did this get put together? How is it going to fall apart? I feel like, even though he hasn't been in the main book yet, I feel like this series is going to dovetail into the main series. And Old Man and Logan is going to be... Probably not i I think there's too many other important characters for him to be like the most important, but I think he's gonna be involved towards the end of the climax of the main series. That's my prediction. I think that's where this is headed right. so what do you think of that? This being kind of more closely tied into the series?
0: I like that idea a lot, but I'm also kind of there's gotta be a lesson that comes from all of this. like what does he learn from his travels around battle world so I'm kind of hoping for that payoff, and if I don't get it, I I think I might actually be kind of disappointed.
1: <laughs> okay. What do you predict the payoff might be? What are you what are you what are you thinking? What are you what are you kind of looking for?
0: I'm kind of looking in a way for him to run into X23 in the end.
1: Really? Okay. But for We've him i have seen neither high nor hair of her so far. Right, In any Secret Wars book at all.
0: Well, I'm kind of hoping that the payoff is he eventually runs into her. And through these, you know, encounters, he kind of learns, like, little pieces of the personalities of people so that he can then go and maybe he he trains X-23 to know the nuances of what maybe she doesn't know already. Okay. If that makes any sense Yeah, whatsoever. no.
1: Kind of the, being the, the mentor.
0: Yeah, but I've always wanted, and I've said it from the beginning... I've wanted that mashup that yeah. I'm going to
1: be your. And to be clear, I, we're not saying that in a weak way, like X-23 needs that.
0: No. Like Lauren
1: doesn't need, she can be Wolverine on her own just fine. Yep. I just think it would be interesting to see them interact. I I'm, I'm with you on that page.
0: Well, and I think it would be interesting cause you know, she's, I think but it'd she, be interesting for old man Logan, like when she flies off the handle for him to be like, crap, that's what I would have done, but you probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> You know? So you
1: want a wiser, yeah, more reserved old man and Logan? that would be interesting because I think,
0: and that's the thing is Logan was a pretty wise when he was. He was, yeah, uh, he, when had he his was moments. head of the school. Yeah, he had his moments where you are like, "Good job, good job."
1: And then he his temper and being just right. berserk Wolverine again. Right.
0: <laughs> and so I would love to see that. Like, well, crap, that's what I would do. But you're, you really shouldn't do that, you know. And and her gaining respect from him for that like okay you know he's right i shouldn't but damn it felt good
1: right yeah i can see that i guess what i would want to see from this series is him kind of realizing that at least in the aspect of the multiverse that yeah he's going to feel bad about what happened in his life forever right but that maybe there can be new hope And especially once he gets back to the regular universe and all the people that he had to kill are still alive, which is going to hopefully, hopefully Lemire will pull it off. It'll be a very interesting kind of journey for him. Like, well, shit, I killed all these people. and Now they're here. How do I deal with, like, do I take comfort from that? Does it scare me? Like, do I just run and hide away somewhere so it doesn't have history doesn't repeat itself like is it is it destined to happen again can i change it all kind of all the same stuff that we've seen before maybe but in a fresh spin if possible if a is up to it so we'll see yeah so that said what do you think of the art loved it yeah i'm really really digging the art in this series a great looking book and pretty stoked that he's going to stay on the new series Oh, so. sweet. Yeah, we yeah, we talked about that. Uh him and Jeff Lemire will do the, the old man and Logan series after this. Which I gotta say, Bendis is nailing this, so Lemire's gonna have to really um bring his A game. I expect this series I don't want the series to dip. I want it to stay I mean, we've given it pretty high marks and I want I want when it comes out with the new number one after Secret Wars to continue yeah. being this awesome. So speaking of high marks, when are you gonna grade Old Man and Logan number three?
0: I'm going to give it five out of six.
1: Okay. I'm going to go a little higher than you. I'm going to give it six out of six Clause. I love this. I loved him kind of going from place to place in Battle World. I loved his interaction in Technopolis, him running away from Apocalypse. Like, you know, I mean, that's the ex baddie and he's in charge. Yep. Wolverine, historically, would do everything. Like, I'm not going anywhere until I chop this guy's head off. Right. You know, but there's other things at stake, other things he has to find out, and a mission he's on. And him running away from that, and then going to a new place. And now, next issue, we're gonna get to see him fight zombies in the deadlands. So I'm just this. This series is really fun for me, and it feels like a Wolverine series. Yep. Yeah. Which is something we haven't had in a long time. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to be reading it. So yeah, six out of six claws for me. Five out of six for Denise on Old Man Logan, number three. Okay, so before we send it off to one of our Secret Wars correspondents, Wolverines, (laughs) we're in Secret Wars Battle World number three. We have a few different stories here. We have a thousand cuts written by Ivan Brandon, art by Aaron Conley, colors by Ryan Brown. It's too bad all the colors weren't just brown. That'd be ironic, right? We have A Fistful of Changas, Chimichangas that is, written by Ryan Ferrier, or Ferrier, I'm assuming he's French, his derrier is Ferrier. Art, oddly enough, not on the Wolverine story by Logan Fairber. And then we have World War Ant, also written by Ryan Ferrier, art by Paul Pope, and Colors by Jordi Belair. Letters on all of them are by V.C.'s Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Scott Hepburn and Matt Mia. And on the cover, we have a bunch of wolverines about to attack a peaceful wolverine who's in the forest of Bambi and Snow White talking to the animals.
0: Oh, I was going to say, this is Snow White Wolverine.
1: Yes, Snow White Wolverine. He's
0: got tripping He's got a, little birds and A squirrels. ferret, a squirrel, and...
1: butterflies, mice. And then attacking him, we have Galactus Wolverine's hand. Hulk Wolverine. Some impish Wolverine on his shoulder. A regular brown and orange Wolverine. A saber-tooth for some reason. Original costume Wolverine and Weapon X Wolverine. So, I actually kind of like the cover. I actually, honestly, my favorite part is the Snow White Disney part. I really like the way the animals look. I think they're drawn very cool. I like the way the blue jay looks. And the squirrel and the ferret look really cool to me. All right, so our not
0: saying anything.
1: Our first story, uh, basically the plot is Jason hates Mojo. (laughs) Um, The art is ugly, and the only payoff is the last full page. We have a page full of Wolverines all drawn very poorly, but it's kind of cool because we have like the little the little Marvel Wolverine in there, and so I guess that's kind of worth it, maybe not really. Then our Deadpool story, the art's okay. Excuse me. The art's not bad, and it's kind of funny. It's Deadpool trying to wrangle Devil Dinosaur in the Old West, um, and his horse's locked jaw, so that's kind of funny. There are a couple of good one-liners in it. Then World War Ant was also kind of funny. You have all these different Ant-Mans from the multiverse fighting each other on a can of Coke, and then a giant Henry Pym accidentally stepping on all of them. So, the art in the Wolverine part was terrible. The art in the middle part was good, and the last page, I mean, Paul Pope is always pretty good. That art was fine. I will say the close-up of Ant-Man's face kind of looks like Mike Allred, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, there's not much payoff here. There's a little bit of humor in the Deadpool story, and the cover's decent. Um, I'm going to give Battle World number three one out of six claws. Do
0: I have to give it a score?
1: You can give it a zero if you want. It's getting zero. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy any of the Deadpool part? Or do you even read that part? No. Okay. No, didn't read or no, didn't enjoy? I didn't enjoy it. Okay. That's fair enough. It's not great, but there were a couple of lines I laughed at. So that was Battle World number three. Skip it. (laughs) Don't even bother. Unless you're a huge Deadpool fan, I would skip it. And unless you're one of those weirdos that actually likes Mojo and thinks he's interesting and not just stupid. He's stupid. There are people that like him. There must be people that like him. He comes back all the time.
0: No, it's a marketing person sitting going, we really need to capitalize on this character. (laughs) Yes.
1: But, um, yeah, so that's, that's about our world. So next we're going to go out to Jack for years of future past. Take it away, Jack. Jack? Jack? Are you there?
0: Can you hear us?
1: Oh, no. Did we lose another one?
0: I think so. Oh
1: man, this is getting to be a bad habit. It is. It's dangerous out there in Battle World.
0: Maybe we should start taking out life insurance on these people. I guess so. <laughs> we could be raking it in.
1: No, actually, I, Jack has not disappeared. I actually know where he's been. Oh, um, do you? Yeah, he's been super busy getting ready for and recording the Intercomics Podcast 100th episode. Woo-hoo. Which I may or may not have contributed a little something something to. But anyway, in his absence, we are going to very briefly talk about Years of Future Past number three. This is written by Marguerite Bennett with art by Mike Norton, colors by FCO Placentia, letters by VC's Joe Caramagna, and Art Adams and Paul Mounts did the cover. And it's a pretty sweet cover. We have a giant, very medieval-looking Lockheed breathing fire on a Scooby-Doo Sentinel. Yes. So I say that. I know the Sentinels came first. Well, I think they came first.
0: Uh, I think you're right. But it, I,
1: I grew up watching the Scooby-Doo cartoon religiously. Me too. I remember there was one episode that made the opening credits, because the credits... In those days, for cartoons, were just scenes from different episodes of the cartoons. Right. <laughs> it wasn't technically an opening sequence more than it was uh, a trailer. <laughs> anyway, I remember there was an, an episode at an amusement park where they fought this robot that looked like a sentinel.
0: But it was blue.
1: No, it was, pur- well, it was purple and blue. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I always remember that. And I always think sentinels look like not robots. Scooby Doo. Robot. Because I knew that first. I think the Sentinels actually came first. but Regardless. In the bottom, in Silhouette, almost, there's a little bit of color in there, we have some mutants running through some uh, barbed wire. And I think this is a great cover.
0: It's awesome.
1: Yeah. In fact, this series is not lacked for awesome covers. They've all been home runs, I think.
0: I would tend to agree with that.
1: Restoring Art Adams to his former glory. Yes. So, what about the glory of the story? Well. (laughs) So, basically, we have six full, lovely pages of a giant Lockheed fighting Doombot Sentinels, which is what we got teased at the end of issue number two, and what we all looked forward to in issue number three, and it lasted six pages. That's not bad.
0: Mm, Yeah, but poor Lockheed.
1: Yes, Lockheed appears to suffer his demise. And then we find out that these two characters are two le- great last hopes. The daughter, Chrissy Pride, of uh, Colossus and Kitty, and then Wolverine's son, Cameron, who, all of last issue, we had the build-up of them being star-crossed lovers. Yes. Yeah, turns out they're brother and sister.
0: Hmm, Star Wars deal.
1: Yeah, very, uh, very much a Star Wars rip. In fact, uh, the author even jokes about Star Wars.
0: Didn't I say that I thought Cameron's mutation was weird, that it was a very Kitty pride mutation?
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And so, even more Star Warsy, they were twins and separated at birth.
0: No, they weren't twins. They weren't
1: twins? No.
0: Oh. Cameron's older.
1: In my mind, they're twins. They had
0: Cameron, and they asked Wolverine to take him away, and then she got pregnant again shortly after that.
1: Okay, I want them to be twins. We're going to make them twins.
0: Oh, let's make it even more Star Wars than it is. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. Okay. In your dreams, babe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, but basically, uh, Wolverine adopted Cameron, and, um, you know, the problem with all this, uh, we get this awkward kind of sexual tension between our siblings, but there's no Han Solo to dissipate it.
0: Who gets sexual tension?
1: Well, they're like, so that's awkward. We were kind of falling for each other, right? So Star Wars... And, you know, Luke and Leia kissed before they knew they were related. Right. But in the movies, uh, in Star Wars, Han Solo's there to be like, hey, no, I'm the real romantic interest. Don't worry about it. No incest here.
0: Well, and what's weird is they Mm -hmm. almost made it sound like these two mutants needed to be together so that they could repopulate the mutant. (laughs) (laughs) They were the Adam and Eve of mutants.
1: Yes. Well, just like it's not incest if it's in Arkansas, it's not incest if you're mutants. Oh my goodness! Right, isn't that the how it works? No. Oh, okay. Sorry, Arkansas. But yeah, so then they go to some church, uh, the Church of Doom. So instead of r- religious iconography, there's a whole lot of doom statues and stained glass and all kinds of doom religious stuff at the Cathedral of Doom, which just sounds like a Sherlock Holmes novel. It does. <laughs> Anyway, we see we meet Nightcrawler, he's still a priest, just a different god. And um, they decide they're gonna go rescue some mutants from a mutant day camp
0: that they can see from the top of the church,
1: yes. And they need uh Nightcrawler's help to get in there, so they do. But another Star Wars reference, it's a trap, it's a trap. The mutants don't want to be rescued, or maybe they do, but before they can be rescued, they have to fight. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants from Days of Future Past that will become Freedom Force. Yeah. Yeah, so the art's great. Yeah. Um, the story's pretty meh. I I don't know. I'm just, I'm not connecting with these two Last Hope Mutants in the way that I think this story is intending for us to. And I'm curious other listeners out there are y'all connect i mean because they're building these two characters up these two kids of now we know Kenny and colossus is being like super important and the possible saviors of mutant kind and then just because it's such a short series that we haven't had time to to build up their importance i mean do other people feel like they're really compelling or is it just me or like what's going on what do you think
0: i personally think that Kitty and Colossus have had way too many monologues that have nothing to do with the story.
1: Yes, this issue is not as wordy as number two. We do not have a white page full of words, but it's still pretty wordy.
0: When Kitty is talking to Lockheed, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) Lockheed, get your ass out there and kill some sentinels. Done.
1: Doom bot sentinels.
0: And I think that's the problem is all the emphasis is on other stuff that's not important. So, as a reader, we can't ever connect to these two characters because our time is being spent on useless information.
1: Right. But, I mean, we have the whole, like, well, I was raised to be the last hope. I was raised in case we failed. (laughs) Wolverine taught me how to survive, never mentioned my mom.
0: Well, and it's funny because that was the only interesting thing in the book to me is he was like, so you were the hope and I was the fail-safe.
1: Yeah, that part was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you want to grade Years of Future Past number three?
0: It's only going to get two out of six.
1: Okay. I'm going to go three out of six clause. I did really like the art. I liked the Lockheed part, even though like you, I was sad. And the rest, I didn't really love, but I didn't hate it. It just kind of meh. So yeah. I'm going to average out to three out of six clause. So that is Years of Future Past number three. Hurry back, Jack. Hurry. So next up, we're going to go to Matt with E is for Extinction. Take it away, Matt. Please be there. Please be there. Please be there.
3: Please. Hello, everybody. It's Matthew Wilmot from the Intercomics Podcast yet again to talk about E is for Extinction. Tiny, tiny recap for previous issue. Magneto's up to shenanigans. Uh, Cyclops, Emma Frost, and Wolverine are having trouble with their powers, They're not working right, so they went to find someone who could help them out. That's pretty much the broad strokes of it. Uh, We start out uh, issue two, where it looks like the X-Men have been captured. But, oh no, it turns out it's just psychic chicanery from Emma Frost. Curse her and her wicked mind. Uh, So they've rescued Zorn. And Zorn's going to help them get all their power juices flowing instead of, you know, being the limp squibs that they are currently. This is all good. This is all exciting. This means conflict. A tiny little um, cutaway to a story that was there in the last issue where a human-looking Hank McCoy shows up at Hank McCoy's doorstep. Turns out he is human. And, oh, my stars and garters. You know, lots of sort of good classic beastie stuff going on here. But now we're sort of like moving full swing into the big the big plot for this series so far. Uh, Magneto's Atom Institute uh, is in bed sleeping with one of the Stepford Cuckoos. I quite like that there's a, um, you know, sort of weird, creepy older man vibe going on there, like there is with Professor Xavier and his love of Gene. Gene! Gene! Never heard as many people shout Gene ever before in my life. So the, you know, the the classic X-Men, the new X-Men, if you will, show up at Magneto's school and they're about to kick some ass and take some names. But, oh no, Magneto's X-Men are there as well, so we're going to have a good old-fashioned rumble with quips and explosions and, you know, more psychic chicanery. This is the thing that you get with the X-Men. There's always psychics about, and they're always doing stuff. And, you know, when there's five cuckoo sisters now, they're all, like, trying to make Emma Frost's brain melt and everything. It's all, all very good, all very exciting. But we find out the good old Quentin Quire isn't a complete douche. He's spilled the beans on Magneto's secret plan about the Jean Grey Phoenix Force egg. He's been keeping in the basement because reasons. So Quentin's are like, No, I'm going to double cross you, Magneto, because you're actually a bad guy. And then there's more, this time, magnetic chicanery. You know, there's metal spikes coming out and skewering people. And it's just, you know, classic evil, you know, really mean Magneto. We get a really nice sequence then where Magneto and Zorn have a little bit of a throwdown. Which is, you know, it's quite fun. It's it, it's nice, I like it. And then, of course, Hank McCoy shows up again, perfectly timed, after all the fighting's been done, with some crazy science logic, and their troubles are only just beginning, it would seem. Because after the explosion that was the Phoenix Force egg, and everyone freaking out, because they think Jean's going to show up again. Jean, Gene! Gene! What happens is we actually get an army of like alternate beasts, which if they want to make a video game called alternate beasts, I'd be down with that. It's just like every 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 skin that you pick up is just a different version of Hank McCoy. I'm good with that. And that leaves us at the cliffhanger. Next issue, Beast Wars. Now, I still don't really like the art for this book, I have to say. It's just not. It's not me, I'm just not digging it. I do love some of the crazy colouring that goes on. Some of the backgrounds that are just sort of like a matte colour. Re- yeah. They re- look really nice and poppy. The, the final image, that full-page panel of old beasts, just being backed by this bright sort of fuchsia colour. It looks really great. It really makes it stand out, but I'm not a huge fan of the artwork. The... The script was a little better this time it felt a little tighter there was a lot like a lot less sort of just sort of unnecessary exposition which unfortunately if you're an x-men fan you you'll know this already there's, there's, there's some people come along and it's just exposition 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 and not everybody likes that kind of thing some people do some people don't well most people don't there's like a tiny percentage of the people who actually enjoy it so, yeah, the the, the the writing's better in this. It sort of flows a little better, the pacing's a little better. It's helped by the fact that there's one fight sort of, like, in the middle and they have sort of, like, these little cutaways in between. It really helps with the pacing for this issue. So I think it's better than the last one, but I'll be honest with you, I can't remember how much I gave the last one because I'm old and forgetful. So... I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm guessing I gave it like a three. I'm gonna give this one a four. If not, if I'm wrong and I gave last one a four, then this one should really be a five, I guess. Basically, it's one better than issue one. We're seeing progression. So hopefully, when we get to Beast Wars, Beast Wars is gonna be phenomenal. Hopefully, I mean any book that's just full of Hank McCoy can only be pure gold. Is it just me who thinks that? Well, what do you people know? I hope because it's awesome. So yeah, there you go, my rambly, brief, not quite sense-making uh, review of E is for Addiction number two. Uh, and I will see you all in a couple of weeks for issue number three. Beast Wars.
1: All right. Thanks, Matt. Uh, before we get into it too much uh since he uh matt being the humble dude he is i just want to throw out his twitter it's uh at geek without fear and of course he's also part of the intra comics podcast which as we hopefully have already mentioned by this point right around the time this drops you can probably go back an episode maybe two and they just got their 100th episode so
2: sweet yeah
1: congrats to them again yes, on that congrats well, it's a pretty big deal to go 100 episodes.
0: It is a big deal. You gotta,
1: deal. I mean, you got Well, that means doing a podcast for like two years if you do it once a week. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good commitment. <laughs> They'll catch us before you know it. Oh no, ah. let's hurry. <laughs> right, but anyway, E for Extinction number two. Didn't want to mention the cover real fast. It kind of arty, I guess, and I actually kind of like. The design, um, unfortunately, our characters are still pretty ugly. Yeah. But even even with that, I think if they had traded Wolverine for Emma Frost, it would have been okay. Because Cyclops, I mean, he's in the style of the book, which I'm not crazy about, but he doesn't look awful. And Beast looks okay. Wolverine got his head cut off, but Emma looks terrible.
0: Yeah, she looks awful. Plus, Cyclops looks like he has boobs.
1: That's his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well anyway i basically agree with matt i feel like the art still not really digging not really my style still kind of ugly in my personal humble opinion uh, but i thought the story was much much better thought we actually had some character moments uh like matt said there was actually like a real conflict and overall it felt like an X-Men story. You know, whether you like or love or don't care about Grant Morrison's run, this this felt much more in that vein than issue number one did. So I'm going to also go up in my grade for number one. I'm going to give this, like, E is for Extinction, number two, three out of six claws. Okay. So what are you going to give it?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to be as gracious.
1: <laughs> That's fine.
0: I, um, thought the art was awful.
1: Yeah.
0: I yeah the storyline was okay so it's getting two out of six for me
1: fair enough Uh, i did want to point out you know matt during his review uh as one one of the things me and the inner comics guys which now includes georgie so it used to be the inner comics guys and georgie but now it's Georgie, too. Well, it's kind of like to joke about the, uh, the animated Wolverine and Cyclops just yelling, Gene! And Matt referenced that in his review. But I do want to point out, too, it's actually in, in this issue. Uh, when the big reveal of the Phoenix egg simultaneously in stereo, Cyclops and Wolverine both go, Gene! And one of the cuckoo twins goes, or sisters, goes, uh, um. ugh, typical that was kind of my favorite part of the issue oh, <laughs> but yeah so i think me and matt are pretty much on the same page still not really digging the art but the story's getting better i think he ranged in a little higher than me but hey he did the first one higher too so that's how it goes um and denise not really digging it so that At is all <laughs> that is e for extinction number two okay <laughs> next up as promised we're gonna backtrack a little bit and talk about Giant size little marvel AVX number two in the studio with Ethan Venable.
2: Hey, <laughs> banana. <laughs> yes.
1: So, number two is Words and Art by the impeccable Scotty Young, Colors by Juan Francois Bolo. me. Bolo. It's the bear from Jungle Book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barry. Jeff Eckleberry does the letters, and I bet <laughs> like Wine Cooler. Wine Cooler.
0: It looks like a ninja. Wine.
1: Oh, Wine poor. Cooler. So half of his name or their name. The? So half of their name is not bad, and the other half is Horror. not too good. <laughs> Depending on your taste in beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they do production design. Of course, Scotty Young does the cover. And what's on our cover?
2: It's a picture of Cyclops getting hit by a whole bunch of volleyballs. And it shows... A whole bunch d-
1: of volleyballs? Dodgeballs! dodgeballs! And yep, he shoot, he's Cyclops. shooting
2: his lasers. <laughs> and it's going up, but since he's getting pushed so fast, it's going the other way like an L.
1: Yes, it zigzags based because he's getting... Slammed in the face with a dodgeball. I like the color scheme on this cover. What do you think about the cover, Denise?
0: I love it, but then again, I love this art.
1: Yeah, I do too. Scotty Young's Little Marvel stuff is pretty priceless. So, remember last time? I mean, we don't really need a last time on this kind of story. So what happens in this one, Ethan?
2: It's doing the song again.
1: We have a new little kind of Saturday morning cartoon theme song. I love... Even though it's not little Doom, I love this style of Doom that Scotty Young draws. It looks pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: And I like the little cartoon battle world. So we talk about fighting boars and getting arrested by Thors. And then we go to the school, Marville Elementary School. And we're on the playground. And what happens on the playground? What are they going to do?
2: They're going to play dodgeball.
1: Yeah, that's right. And who's still playing on her phone? I forgot what her name is. Little Rogue. Yeah.
2: She's still on her phone. Yep.
1: Yeah. So they pick teams, but what happens when they pick teams?
2: It's just Marvel versus X-Men. Aven- X-Men.
1: Yeah, the Avengers go all, all go on the same team, and the X-Men all go on the same team.
0: Hmm, who would have thunk it?
1: Right. But then Cyclops throws a ball early and uh, almost pops out little Captain America's eyeball. Well,
2: <laughs> well he's, um, he's making a speech, and then all of a sudden yeah. he throws the dodgeball, and it shows a picture of his eyeball just looking up, yeah. but it's coming out of his face.
1: Yeah. My favorite part is little Cyclops calls him Captain Out, because <laughs> he's out of dodgeball now. So, of course, then everything escalates, you get lots more dodgeball. And it's
2: funny because whenever Iron Man shoots a dodgeball, he just uses his laser and then it forms a dodgeball and then it's funny.
1: Did it form a dodgeball or did it just make it super fast and powerful? I feel like he picked it up and then shot it with his ra- yeah, r- repulsor I, rays. Yeah, I
0: think
1: that's what happened. Yeah. And then Cyclops Shots eyeballs it, and- it. That's funny. I didn't realize that spelled a word. So eyeballed. And then, and then little Hawkeye. What does little Hawkeye do?
2: He shoots a dodgeball at him. Like he's what sticks, kind of dodgeball? He, he he sticks a dodgeball onto an arrow and shoots <laughs> it at him, and he breaks his glasses. So in the next one, he la- lasers are coming out
1: of his yeah eyes. optic blast. He's out of control. Little Cyclops is exactly like Big Cyclops. He can't control his eyes. And
2: then Little has like, oops. oops. <laughs> I love
0: Iceman, though. Little Iceman. He's yes. like, I didn't realize we were allowed to use non-regulation dodgeballs.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he makes a big ice ball. And uh, what's going on in the background?
2: Wolverine yeah. has two dodgeballs <laughs> on his Hands, and then Storm's just holding a dodgeball under her arm, and then Cyclops is still trying to keep the lasers away, so he's covering his eyes. Yes,
1: he looks like he's crying. And Wolverine's just holding up his dodgeballs in the air. Like, I got him! Of course, we have a little dupe as the referee. Um, He
0: calls him Pickle! Black Widow calls him Pickle.
1: Yes! That is funny. He
2: does look like a giant. Like
0: Kickoff with arms.
1: So after Iceman hits Hawkeye through the wall, like Mooney Tunes style, that Little Hulk is like, uh, just kind of pointing at it. I thought that was really great. So then we get our double page spread. And what's going on on this one, Ethan?
2: So we still have um, Cyclops with his lasers <laughs> coming out of his eyes. But he's getting hit by a dodgeball. Yes. Hawkeye is getting hit in the back with one.
1: Yeah.
2: Iceman broke a leg.
1: Yeah, he's a popsicle. He got crushed.
2: Captain America just is blocking it with his shield. Hulk is getting hit by a whole bunch of (laughs) them. Yeah. Wolverine's slicing up all the dodgeballs.
1: Yeah, and who's playing? That's Um, kind of a surprise.
2: And then Iron Man is shooting the (laughs) dodgeball in the tornado. Uh Magic! It's cheating by putting a tornado down.
1: Storm, storm. Storm's doing the tornado. Uh, Magic's trying to cut little Iron Man with her soul sword. Her little soul sword. I was surprised to see little Rogue playing and not on her phone.
2: Oh. Well, it looks like she still has it in her hand right there. I
1: don't know. She's in
2: between text messages.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Uh, She just tweeted... Hashtag monster dodgeball game. And of course, I love Little Beast. He's so cute. And so then the bell rings, and <laughs> guess who's back on her phone? <laughs> rogue. Little rogue. Now i will go back to class, and what, what happens on the way back to class?
2: Spider-Man and Daredevil are talking about the dodgeball game. Yeah.
1: And what does Spider-Man say? You be Spider-Man, I'll be Daredevil.
2: Did you see who won?
1: Very funny. Because <laughs> he's blind. Yeah, it I, it didn't
2: be. you, I didn't know you I didn't know he was blind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Daredevil's blind. So then we have a not so little Professor X is the teacher. And he introduces the new students, Zachary and Zoe.
0: I love First of all, before the interchange where the kids are allowed to ask questions, I love the exchange between the Hulk and Professor Xavier.
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: It's really funny. It says, um, he calls on Hulk first, so he Mm -hmm. says, he says questions about Zachary and Zoe, and instead of asking a question, he says, can I go to the bathroom? Can you hold it, Bruce?
1: And then he explodes into the Hulk.
0: (laughs) Professor Xavier goes, I'll take that as a no.
1: Yes. We also skipped one of my favorite panels where they're all raising their hands. And Wolverine already has his claws out. And then we have a Dr. Octopus arm.
0: (laughs) That was my favorite. (laughs) I think we should have a uh, guy or a...
1: Dramatic reading? Yes. Okay.
0: So Ethan and I will be the twins. Okay. And you be everybody else asking questions. Uh
1: Little Cyclops, are you two mutants? No. Little Cap, so you're lost in a time not on your own? Maybe freshly thawed or? No. Little Spider Man, were either of you bitten by any kind of insect or animal? No. no. <laughs> Black Bolt asks a question silently because he can't talk. <laughs> no. Then Little Arcade, do you like to play video games? Yes cool, you're invited to my house after school to play my own indie game Murder World. Interested? No.
2: no. <laughs> and they have scared faces on them. Face.
1: Yep. So then school gets out and everyone chases down the kids to do what?
2: Go to a treehouse meeting.
1: Yeah, they want—they both want them to join their clubs. Uh, what does Cap have to offer?
2: Free effort!
1: Yeah, A-phones. Like I said, have an iPhone. It's an Avenger phone. And well, one I is, would
2: want to do that instead yeah. of a baby Beast Boy.
1: No, that's Nightcrawler. Oh. so he goes, yeah, we're giving out vamps. And my favorite part is little to Nightcrawler teleports in and says, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids go home and everybody goes home. What does Venom's house look like? Little Venom.
2: It looks like a house of Venom five. Like, if Venom came over and just went (laughs) all over the house.
1: Yeah, it's got all the ooze on it. I love his big tongue. Then, of course, we have little Doc Strange. Uh, I guess it's pre-med Strange. Um, And his little Sanctum Sanctorum. My favorite part about the little Ghost Rider house is the mailbox. And it's on, like, a rigid chain link. And it's got flames and spikes on it. And then we see the little Ghost Rider family eating dinner. <laughs> then, of course, we see Baby Beast working on formulas. like his little X-Men bedsheets. And we have little Neymar feeding his fishies. And then what's on the bottom?
2: It shows Baby Watcher saying, Dad, will you stop watching me?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that was really funny. Like, you're creeping me out, Dad. So then we go to our secret hideouts. Secret clubhouses.
2: And it says, not so secret when they're 10 feet away from (laughs) each (laughs)
1: other. Yes. So we have the X-Men treehouse and the Avengers treehouse. And they're both getting ready to try to impress the new recruits, Zachary and Zoe. And so what do the little X-Men have?
2: They have what Iron Man calls a baby or preschool project, which is just a piece of paper that says welcome. Yeah,
1: it's a little banner. And what kind of banner does uh, my favorite part? So, the black widow says, "I'm surprised it's not made with macaroni." And the baby colossus walks up and says, "Sorry, I'm late. I left the store with the macaroni, but forgot and had to go back." The Aven- little Avengers have a laugh. And what's what's the Avenger banner made out of?
2: It's like all the parts. Like, again, whenever they made the food truck for Iron Man, uh-huh. well, it's like that, just it's the welcome
1: sign. Right. It's like a jumbotron, and it has the lasers and light shows and all that fun stuff.
2: And it has a hologram of Zachary and Zachary. Yeah.
1: So then Cyclops and Iron Man have a little AVX face-off. Turns out little Iron Man has daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> so then what do we see?
2: Zachary and Zoe walking up to the treehouse.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a question. They have a weird question.
2: He says, why are two different treehouses in the same direction?
1: Yes, how can two secret clubhouses have the same directions? And what do they see before they get there?
2: A giant explosion. <laughs> yeah. But they say that they want to see go back and see a movie, and then they see the explosion. They go over the hill, and he says, No way, I think we have enough to watch right here.
1: Yeah. Then we get another double-page spread of All Out War.
2: So it shows a picture of the shadows of Zachary and Zoe standing. Right, on the hill. And then you have the two Marvel people. I forgot. They're just flying on the bottom of it.
1: We have a little falcon and a little angel.
2: Then Iron Man is trying to shoot cyclops. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then
2: we have a sentinel in the background shooting some spaceship.
1: A helicarrier, a shield helicarrier.
2: And then it shows the two tree houses, and then (laughs) lightning, and then lasers, and then it's all out, just explosions at the yes. bottom.
1: <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. And then the kids get some popcorn. They're just going to watch. And they make a bet. We have, <laughs> what do they call Little Scarlet Witch and Little Cable?
2: Okay. Little Cable is called Big Guns Mixed Shoulder Pad and <laughs> Girl with the Weird Face Wing.
1: <laughs> and Scarlet Witch, yeah. And then what does the girl call Little Little Cable.
2: It's like hmm i got 20 bucks on pouchy mcgee
1: <laughs> i love that little exchange and that was really funny It's
2: like pay up because you see all yeah. the patches everywhere yeah,
1: all his pouches are <laughs> <laughs> exploded off to be continued so what do we think of the art
2: um it was good
1: yeah i love this art what do you think
2: oh i
0: love it yeah it's seriously one of my favorite and on top of that i love the writing
1: because yeah, I agree.
0: It's still in character, but it's still kid-like. Right. It's and exactly funny. how
2: you would be when you're like 12.
1: No, like... Six? Eight or nine, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like my kind of age. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Attached yeah.
2: to electronics. <laughs>
1: yeah, six, seven, eight, nine, right in there. Yeah, I love this. I loved it a lot. I thought it was... Obviously, it's adorable, and it's cute, and it's funny. But I feel like this one even had more of like... I mean, it felt like a real Marvel story... Just shrunk down to like these two, like rival kid clubs, like the clubhouse thing. And so it had kind of even a little bit of Marvel drama, but just shrunk down to adorable sizes. Yep. So I actually like this more than number one.
2: It is better than number
1: one. Yeah. But y'all both already gave number one six out of six claws. Are you going to stay with that on number two?
0: I am. I'm giving it six out of six. What about you? Six out of six.
1: And I'm going to bump up. Last time I was the naysayer with my lowly five out of six clause, that y'all gave me such a hard time for.
2: <laughs>
1: but I'm going to raise number two up to six out of six claws as well. I, this this is exactly what it should be. It was perfect for the kind of comic it was, and I loved it. Can't wait to read some more. Kind of wish we would get this ongoing. Yep. I just all the time. <laughs> So anyway, that is giant size Little Marvel AVX number two. Next up, we're going to go to our buddy Dave is going to cover Deadpool's secret, secret wars off to you, Dave.
4: Hey, everybody. This is Dave. And right now we're going to take a quick look at the third issue of Deadpool's secret war series, Deadpool's secret, secret wars, the uh, creative Team is the same as last issues, written by Cullen Bunn and artist Matteo Lali. Uh, the story is again uh, similar to the first two issues, told in an alternating current day slash flashback segment setup. The current timeline shows a shirtless Tom Selleck esque Deadpool uh, as he and his alien elf healer lady girlfriend he found uh, traveling across the barren plains of Battleworld towards the bunker. From the first issue, where Deadpool awoke surrounded by the charred bodies of the rest of the Marvel Universe heroes, he plans on using her healing abilities to try and resurrect those heroes. Uh, the flashback segments, as in the first two issues, continue to show Deadpool's involvement in a number of moments from the original Secret Wars series. If you're a Deadpool fan who enjoys his quippiness and banter, these segments are pretty funny but they really feel like unrelated comedy sketches and don't add a whole lot to the overall story. But, you know, seeing how this is a four-issue series, when compared to the original Secret Wars 12 issues, uh, the ability to only sample part of it really leads to a Cliff Notes-type feeling to the story, kind of like if you read the What If, Avengers vs. X-Men four-issue series that came out after the 12-issue AVX series, you know, Uh, That four-issue What If AVX just seemed almost like a a Cliff Notes skimming version. And for the young people listening to this podcast, uh, anybody under 30, Cliff Notes were these book synopses that we old people had to buy back in the day in bookstores in the pre-internet days that gave synopses of books from literature you had to read in school. And they usually had enough data and summary analysis to where you could pass the test in class without having to read the actual book. Um, But not that anyone we know ever did that. No, 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 no. Anyway, getting back to the issue at hand, the issue ends with Deadpool and the Elf Lady back at the hangar, having recently resurrected Colossus and Reed Richards, with Colossus angrily saying, you should have left us dead, and Elf Lady's life force being totally depleted. Reed is able to continue raising fallen heroes uh, from the dead using the regeneration chamber and some input from Deadpool. And he looks at Deadpool and says, you know, we're probably going to be able to save all these heroes thanks to help from you. And in this panel, we see that Deadpool uh, is slowly developing the scarred face and body, uh, the... Long-time fans know and love from him, uh, and he's losing his Tom Selleck mustache and good looks. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, whether it be Deadpool ultimately sacrificing himself to save all the heroes or just uh, his scars being a permanent memento from his sacrifice uh, in this series. The highlight of the issue, though, is one I skipped over earlier that I wanted to say for last. One of the flashback segments involves Deadpool interacting with the Venom symbiote right before Peter Parker does. Once he, he gets the symbiote, uh, he assumes an appearance of Venom Cap, Venom Fantastic Four, and among others, one that looks like a Venom Juggalo. Uh, if you're a uh, Insane Clown Posse fan, but in any event, you can tell that the Venom symbiote is uh, feeding off his his brain and his uh, his mental state. And he says that it's not fair to, for any living organism to have to be in his head. So he takes it off, leaves it, and as he's leaving, points Peter Parker toward the machine and says, hey, right over there. And just remember, black is slimming. So while technically not a canon story, this particular segment uh, at least lends some importance to the issue when you look at recent Guardians of the Galaxy storylines, uh, particularly the one Planet of the Symbiotes, where the Guardians team travels to Venom's homeworld, and we actually go the Symbiotes, uh, as opposed to the crazy Venom and Carnage type are actually more naturally stable entity, thus implying that Deadpool actually broke the symbiote in some form or another and is responsible for the bad Spidey slash Venom fallout and all the subsequent Venom wearers and their uh, travails, be it uh, Flash Thompson or whomever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see I don't know if any of that plays out in the next issue or not. But um, in summary, looking back at this issue, the art continues to be the strongest part of this miniseries for me with the main story showcasing some funny Deadpool moments with not much true meat to the story. Uh, you know. again, basically, it's Deadpool wakes up, the heroes are dead, he meets and the lady, and he's now transversing uh, back to the hangar trying and raise him. So that's all we've got in three issues. But again, the comedic side stories are somewhat funny, and in this issue for me, the Deadpool Venom segment is actually pretty funny, three or four pages, so that raises the bar in this issue for me. So I would give this issue three claws and definitely step up from issue two so we'll see you guys next time for issue four of the series take care
1: all right thanks dave by the way if you want to reach out to dave tell so him what a good job he's doing how much you appreciate his uh chipping in uh his twitter is at it's that dave guy no punctuation obviously so uh give him a shout He's earned it. <laughs> no, but really, I appreciate it, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't didn't read this one either. Kind of I read the first issue of this series and then budget cuts have kept me from a pursuing it much further but the venom part sounds very interesting uh particularly if wade's uh as you said he kind of maybe broke the symbiote at least at least in this little story it'd be interesting you know because he kind of has a broken psyche anyway so maybe yeah like that interchange knocked the symbiote off course as opposed to kind of the benevolent creatures we, we did see in the guardians of the galaxy story you referenced so that's interesting i don't I mean, maybe me a little too much to be like a serious retcon, but it's a funny kind of little like, well, maybe. Yeah, so thanks again, Dave, for, for taking us out to Deadpool Secret, Secret Wars. And uh, up next, we're going to go to Georgie with X Men 92. Take it away, Georgie. Hey.
5: <gasps> this is Georgie V. Damn, the room is spinning. Okay cards in the table I might I might be a little drunk yes that's right x-men 92' forced me to drink and here we are so thank you x-men 92 uh, okay so I've got three issues to cover in a third of the time so let's, let's get into this uh, issue three is a lot of Wolverine uh, flashbacks from him working with Department H. It's all pretty bad art. And all the awesome Wolverine costumes you like, but, um, you know, drawn really terribly. And you just find out that it's the female Xavier doing, you know, psychic stuff. And then Wolverine's claws turn to roses. Yep. And at the end, Jubilee finds Chamber, who I, I really do miss. And some other stuff, blah, 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 uh, skip this issue. Issue number four, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, remember Gambit and, and Rogue? We like Gambit and Rogue, they were in the show, and, um,
3: <coughs>
5: well, here's, here's a romance for Gambit <sighs> and Rogue. Oh, sorry, the, the alcohols make me a little sleepy. Um, oh, so they're having a picnic at night, but then it's drawn really bad. And um it's all the stuff we already know. And we realize that it's (coughs) excuse me, it's really just a female Xavier um probing their minds for stuff. So you know, big surprise. Oof. Um and then Beast appears for like three whole panels and he looks terrible. And then there's more Jubilee with other like people who maybe speak a line but maybe they don't. And then Beast joins them. Confused? Me too. Ooh, X-Men 92. Oh, and then, at the end of issue four, guess who shows up? It's Cable and the X-Force. And it's 90s Cable, so he's got, like, the crazy widow's peak, or, like, the thinning hair, or, you know, whatever. But every panel of him in this book looks different than the other panel. So, mm, mm mm-hmm, that happened. And then at the end, they bust into the X-Mansion, uh, Cable and X-Force do, and they find Xavier on the ground. And he's, like, twitching because he had some psychic battle. I don't remember issue two. It was it was bad. And so that's, that's, or, you know, whatever. That's issue four. And it's, it's bad. Like I said, it's lots X-Force. And they're drawn terribly. And, and also, Bishop is part of X-Force because that happened. Never. Don't do this. Uh, don't. I mean, if you're going to read this book, you should drink. That's, that's the lesson I've learned. I enjoyed it more drinking, <clears throat> but, you know, maybe I just enjoyed the drinking. So, let's move on to issue number five. And, oh man, Psylocke is there to do psychic stuff. And Cable looks different again in every panel. Cable! And, uh, and then, finally, it's Jean Grey versus the female Xavier. And you know what? I hope they both lose. They both suck, but they don't both lose. They both kind of win. And so they're having this psychic battle. And then, and then, and then guess what? Scott shows up because it wouldn't be X-Men 92 if it wasn't Scott and Jean versus everyone. Woo! You can tell it's an enjoyable book because the my voice went up an octave. So guess what? Scott and, and Jean kind of beat female Xavier, but then they don't. And then Psylocke kind of beats the female Xavier, but she doesn't either. And then, check this out. Jean becomes the White Phoenix. Now, remember... (coughs) Excuse me. The Dark Phoenix becomes... Not the Dark Phoenix. She's the White Phoenix, because white is the opposite of dark. I'm drunk, and I know... (coughs) Mm, excuse me. I know it should be the light phoenix. Whatever. But still, even though she becomes a phoenix, Silek saves her. And then, hooray, there's no stakes to this book. No, one, Nothing happens to no one, to anyone. It's boring. The action is bad. And there's lots of X-Force, but they're just it's, it's drawn terribly. Who did this? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. <laughs> Maybe I did it on purpose, but... Uh, this book is, um, written and drawn by some people. Oh, man, where did they go? Who did this? Um, oh boy, I'm a little drunk, aren't I? Oh, Scott Koblish did the art. And what's his name who does the writing with the stuff to the writing? Hmm, I'll get back to you. So, issue five ends with, hey, there's stuff on fire. And it's okay, it's X-Force. So next time, it's female Xavier versus the X-Force. <sighs> so, three questions. What is this? Why? Why is this? And Why are you buying... Don't buy this. Why are you buying this? <clears throat> I give this issue... I give all three issues. Because you can't go lower. I mean, people actually put some effort into this. You can't give them a zero clause. That's not... I mean, even one clause is kind of, like, rude, but, like, I'm... I'm giving every issue one out of six clause. It's... It's depressing. It's bad art. It's inconsistent. The writing's terrible, and it made me become a drunkard. And, oh, yeah, uh, the writers. It's Chris Sims and Chad Bowers. So... That's them. And I'll say it again. The art- artist is Scott Coblish or Koblish. It's a it Koblish. It's probably Coblish. So that the book happened. And I would stay away from this one. Stay away from the rest. I'm sure there's like 12 more issues to cover before Secret Sentences. And, and that's where we're at. So, um, Jason, mm, look what you've done to me. I'm addicted to alcohol now. So this is on your head, too. So um I guess I'll I'll be back in a while that hopefully I don't overdose on you know whatever drown in alcohol that sounds like fun actually this drown in alcohol after this so that's all for me Georgie V. later
1: <laughs> yeah um uh, i think we did it I think we finally sent Georgie over the edge.
5: <laughs> good
0: thing that the podcast that goes snicks has mental health insurance.
1: Yes, we have really good mental health and substance abuse insurance here at the podcast that goes snicked. Oh, um, we ba- do?
0: Yeah, I thought base- it was just a bottle of Jim Bean. <laughs> well, I was going to say, basically,
1: Georgie, you tell me whatever alcohol you're addicted to and I'll send you a case of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i feel so bad you know i I, he said it was partially my fault and i take full responsibility i would say it's probably even mostly my fault you Um, did make him read those i i didn't make him i i asked nicely but um hey he's gonna get a reward we're gonna also uh let him do some other stuff coming up for secret wars so that's better than that i hope (laughs) i really really hope um Yeah, so, but, Georgie, uh, you might want to listen to, um, if you haven't already, some of our Secret Wars 2 episodes from, uh, you know, the series, the sequel of the original Secret Wars in in the mid-80s, because I gave some uh, zero claws on some of those issues, if not most of those issues. But, to be fair, uh, Jim Shooter is a uh, whole special kind of crap, so... You know, maybe maybe a extenuating circumstance there, but um. Anyway, George, thank you so much for doing that. I'm sorry it's so rough on you. Well, I try to get you out of there as soon as possible to a different part of Battle World, where things made me look a little more less gloomy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen to that makes me want to go drown my sorrows as well. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, hey. Oh, and by the way, send Georgie some uh, cheer me up messages. He didn't say his Twitter, but it's at Tokyo Tranny Boy. And just let him know that you appreciate all the sacrifices he's making for our Secret Wars coverage.
0: Yes, we, we love just, you, Georgie. Yes,
1: we do. And Georgie's awesome. So be sure to tweet at him and tell him how awesome you think he is. So that said, though, that that's the episode. We saved the best for last. And, Did uh, we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty awesome segment, regardless of how crappy the content was that georgie had to cover but yeah so episode 140 is a wrap that is our secret wars update for the rest of july um and inadvertently still a little messed up on my schedule uh from coming back from vacation and this kind of snuck up on me so we'll do something else to celebrate this officially later But when this comes out it's kind of celebrating the uh, third anniversary <gasps> of the podcast Three years. Three years.
0: We've been doing this for three. years well, Oh, I guess
1: this is the beginning of the third year.
0: No, it's the third anniversary.
1: Yeah, third because almost 150 episodes.
2: So
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So we'll we'll celebrate that in a more deserved way somewhere down the road. But yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be right around the third anniversary. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know I'd be doing that this long. So. But if you want I didn't
0: to, think we'd be doing it this <laughs> time. Oh,
1: Yeah, no kidding. But if you want to keep the podcast going for another three years, here's some ways you can do it. Number oh, one. Like the Facebook page. Number two. Tweet at us, at SnickCast.
0: Number three.
1: Don't email, snickcast at yahoo.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and number four.
1: If you want show notes and stuff, go to uh, snickcast.podbean.com. And number five. <laughs> Until next time, hugs, hugs and, and snakes. snakes. Bye. Bye.